Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Dukes and Bell. Poll questions up. How do you feel about the possibility of Texas and OU joining the SEC? Uh, love it. Hate it, hate it, don't care, go dogs, or need more info. And I asked Chris, what about need more info? He said, well, how's the conference going to be, you know, uh, split up? Who's going where? That's the need more info part. But uh, you can go vote at Dukes and Bell 929. Um, our next guest has been a busy guy, and we appreciate him rescheduling with us and mm-hmm. making time for us uh, because we wanted to talk to him earlier in the week when all of this stuff was going down. But we finally get a chance to catch up with Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. And, and Darren, I, I guess it's been a slow week for you, huh? Slow? Yeah, I'll tell you guys, yeah, look, apologies for uh, not being able to do our regular Tuesday slot, but it's been, uh, it's been a bit of a busy week. Um, and obviously we've got the transfer window open as well, so we're, we're looking to try and improve the squad on that front as well. So it's, uh, it's been a bit hectic, so thank you for your patience. And, you know, Darren, you know we love you and we love the team. We're supporters. We are season ticket holders. But it's just the, the conversation we were having until we could talk to you was how did you guys – not know that the coach was going to be that much of a hard case. Did, I mean, was it truly an example of you didn't know what you had till he was in the building? No, look, I think, um, look, I don't want to go into the specifics. We've said that, you know, there's a variety of issues relating to sort of day-to-day leadership of the team, that we had to make the decision that was the right decision of the club. Obviously, it was at a time we wouldn't want to make it. I sort of want to stress it wasn't about results on the pitch or, you know, anything around the Joseph situation, because as you know, Joseph was... Um, they sort of uh, buried their differences and they've actually trained on that Sunday morning. But it was really a, a variety of factors that, that made us have that decision. And look, like, like anything, I think, um, you know, people have different tendencies and characters and you can take references. But you can never truly know until someone's in the building how things are going to go. So you can have ideas. Look, I think everyone unilaterally felt that, you know, Gabby's profile as a coach, his style would be a great fit for us. You know, if that was something I think the university everyone acknowledged, I think, you know, people knew sort of backgrounds and elements of his, his personality as a player. And look, he demonstrated that he was amazingly uh, focused in terms of training. And, you know, I think, you know, and I want to stress this, like from the coaching and the development of the players, I think, you know, a lot of our players learned a lot in his time there. But, you know, and I mentioned this, you know, there's, there's more, you know, as a club that we're trying to be a global club, that we're trying to be sort of uh, best practice. We have a number of stakeholders, whether that's players, whether it's our supporters, whether it's you guys in the media, whether it's our partners in the league. You know, we have a number of stakeholders that we have to think about. And for us, it was a decision that was a tough decision. Look, it's a decision that we knew we were going to get heat for, and it's bad time. And I, you know, hold my hand up to that. It's something that we didn't envisage it ending after 13 MLS games, 17 games in total. But we had to make the decision we did for the best interest of the club. When did you know? Did you know two weeks ago? Did you know after the spat with Martina, uh, Joseph Martinez came out? I mean, when did you guys know that this was something you were going to do? 
No, I mean, it wasn't really till, till the day that we made the decision, Carl. Obviously, we've been doing some due diligence in terms of a, a number of issues. Um, you know, let me stress it, but Joseph didn't have a factor. Like I said, you know, ironically, that got resolved um, after the day of the game on the Saturday and then Sunday, Joseph was training. But it was something where, you know, we were doing our due diligence. And it's not a decision that you take lightly, but at that time, with all the facts that, um, that we had, we had to make a decision that was in the best interest of the club. So uh, we made it then. I want to follow that up, Mike, with how much responsibility do you take, Darren? This is what we've gotten from supporters, Atlanta United fans, you know, and I'm I'm sure you've heard this as well. Um, Dukes and Bell, this falls solely on the shoulders of Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra, that they have now chosen two guys who have not worked out. We feel like the organization um, has taken a step backwards. And I, I'm curious to know how much do you feel this is solely on your shoulders or is this was this solely your decision to, to bring him in? I mean, how do you answer that question to Atlanta United listeners and fans? Well, at first, I think it's a collective decision, but solely I think, you know, it falls on my shoulders and I'll take it. And I think that this, this is something where, when, you know, so short into, a, into someone's tell you have to do this, like, um, you know, it's not great, but these things happen. I think, you know, first I want to say that, like this happens, you know, all over the world in, in soccer clubs where, you know, coaches can be great fits at some clubs and not at others. And sometimes, you know, the idea is it's just the same as transfers. You're never going to get every transfer right. Um, it's, you know, it's crazy to expect that every uh, transfer to be a slam dunk, but you've got to get more right than you've not. So I think, you know, firstly, let me say, you know, falls on my shoulders and no one feels it more than me. You know, I've been here from day one building this club. You know, I've been here from, as we put the, the pieces together with our wonderful supporters and I'm, you know, as big a supporter as anyone. So, you know, it falls squarely on me. But I would say, though, and I, and I want to put a little bit of perspective, I know it's difficult when, you know, something like this happens and we have the sort of, uh, the comments that I understand. But, you know, let me take Frank for an example. Frank's season, Frank is still a top 10 all-time MLS coach in his record. So our first two hires was Tata, who's actually the top coach ever in MLS record, and Frank DeBoer is the set, uh, 10th. So our first two hires are top 10 all-time in a league that's been over 27 years. In the first season that we had with Frank, we won two trophies. We were one game away from hosting another MLS Cup final. We actually started the next season unbeaten with two wins, and then we went to the bubble. And obviously what happened there was a number of factors where it fell apart very quickly. But for me, that was a great season that Frank had in 19. So when you actually look at it, we're talking about a year from when we were in the bubble to where we are now. That's 34 games. It's one season. So absolutely full square on my shoulders. But to put it in a little bit of perspective, you know, we are now focused. We've got 20 games left in this season. We feel like we've got a good shot to strengthen the squad in this window. Like we still are aiming for the playoffs. I want to be clear, this isn't sort of a season where we're saying that we're packing it in. And we're absolutely working, you know, 110% to get it back on track. Darren Eels is with us, guys, on your home of Atlanta United. We'll have the call for you against Columbus uh, coming up tomorrow. 3.30, by the way, is the kick. You know, Darren, one last note before we talk about what happened up in Cincinnati moving forward. Did a, did a bunch of players communicate to you just how unhappy they were? Or did they go directly to the Players Association and MLS? Well, Mike, I can't really talk about it, but, you know, just I can talk in hypotheticals. Like, what happens is the players have a union, the union talks to the league. We can't get involved as a club. If there's a dispute in, in those respects, what happens is it goes to the league and then, you know, there's a finding that takes place. So it doesn't happen directly. Um, it's the same with CBA negotiations. You know, the clubs can never get involved with the players' union in those factors. Hmm. Joseph had a presser this week. I know you're aware of that as well. Darren Eels joining us here on Dukes and Bell. 
he talked about going through a, a, a spout where he had COVID and, and, you know, some heart concerns, and the doctors have cleared him on all of that. Uh, this is a big conversation in the NFL right now, Darren. I'm just curious. Do you guys – what are you telling your players about the vaccination? And I don't know how many Atlanta United players have been vaccinated. I know you guys are in your season now, and the NFL has not yet started. But with, with that news of Joseph, I think it took some people by surprise. Yeah, and look, we're not – it's been a good class. We can't talk about it, but um, you saw the photos of the vaccination. So as far as, uh, as our club's concerned, you know, we had the vaccinations. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can't get COVID again, and obviously – would still encourage anyone to get a vaccination because even if you get it, once you be vaccinated, it's uh, it's usually a lot less severe. Um, but yeah, look, it was tough for Joseph because you know Joseph went to the Copa America. You know he's down there in Brazil. Um, you know he's talked about it now. He commented about it, but you know he had the positive test, so he had to isolate again. And you always have to when you come back to training do some um, some regular you know heart tests to come back. That's just something that everybody who comes back after COVID has to do. And they were all fine, thank goodness. And you now he's back out there on the pitch. And look, we need Joseph back again. Look, <laughs> I'm aware that, you know, this last year we've had, we haven't had a Joseph fit in 100%. You know, we've had this season where he's coming back, it's been stop start because he got called up for the Venezuela team. Then he had COVID again. I thought he was magnificent when he came on as a sub on Wednesday, um, just, you know, in niching together the play. And, you know, we were unfortunate not to get the win there. But, you know, Frankly, in a salary cap league, we need Joseph to be back being the Joseph that we know he can be because that's ultimately part of the reason we have our success is that, you know, he's such a great player. So, you know, we're excited that he's back. And look, it was all a little bit of, you know, two big personalities in terms of Joseph and, and Gabby. You know, Joseph's committed to this city, to this club. Um, you know, he's someone that lives and breathes Atlanta United. And, you know, we just need him back there and being a leader like he was on Wednesday. He's going to continue to do that. You know, it's important that he's out there getting back to 100% because when we've got a Joseph fit and 100%, you know, we're, we're a danger. We can get in the playoffs. We're a danger to anyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.